Footy Ado, the Delusional Soccer Podcast. Footy Ado, a soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. So, Zach, you said in an interview recently, a couple years ago, that you would never host Footy Ado, a delusional soccer podcast, because you loved the penalty spot fans too much. What changed? That was before I got sacked. Hmm. Is that not, is it, was that not the right answer? That was exactly the right answer. This is an emer- it's kind of an emergency, although we didn't like do an emergency pod like right as this happened. No, this happened what, forty eight hours ago? Yeah, but logistically we don't have the means to do that with uh, you know us not living in the same time zone. Don't get me started. Um but I'm happy that we can hop on and talk a little bit about Spurs sacking Mauricio Pochettino, and then hiring Jose Mourinho. Um, I do want to talk about both of those things separate before we kind of talk about it as a whole. Um, So let's start with what came first. Pochettino sacked by Spurs in close to the end of the international break. A little bit weird as far as timing goes, considering if you want to get a new manager in, maybe you want to have him in at the beginning of the international break. Uh, But Spurs, nonetheless, pulled the trigger, and Poch is out. Your initial thoughts to this? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's all down. That that timing was weird. Um, I think you have to wonder if maybe, you know, I think... I think a couple weeks ago, Mourinho had stated that he was in contact with the Premier League club. Um, I don't know how accurate that that statement is, but uh, you have to wonder how long have they been talking to Mourinho about uh, potentially taking over. Because they did, like you said, it was a late decision in terms of the transfer window. Um, But I think ultimately it is... I don't want to say it's the right move, but I think it'll end up being the best move for for all for all parties. Yeah, um, I so obviously the the Mourinho news was not announced until the following day, so um, the Pochettino news on its own to me for me I was <laughs> I was thrilled to hear that Spurs had sacked Pochettino. And not from the aspect that I'm happy that a manager lost his job. I'm happy that a person lost their job. I genuinely believe, regardless of the results, um, the recent results, which they're bad. No wins in their in their, in their last five. Um, and uh, I genuinely think that this was a bad move from Spurs without considering who the replacement is. Um, he got them to the Champions League final last year. He he overachieved with this team 
on more than one occasion, but did not bring in any silverware over his five years there. So, you know, it's tough to say, you know, if he had won a League Cup or an FA Cup um, in his tenure, if they would have pulled the trigger like they did, um, or if that would not have mattered nearly as much. But um, I thought this was a bad move from Spurs in in the long term. Uh, and that's almost verified by the direction they went. But um, nonetheless, a... Uh, decent five-year period for Spurs considering where they were before and where they're at now they you know this guy got him to a Champions League final without signing any players um due to the the budget constraints going into a new stadium yeah and the the perception around Spurs has largely changed in those five years you'd always look at them as oh is this a team that can you know they're very much in the battle for those you know that that fourth spot, occasionally fifth, sixth. They were in that. T- they were very much a top six club. Whereas after um, these past couple of years, they've been more considered uh, a top four club rather than top uh, top six club. They were up and around second place, third place, um, and nearly you know nearly challenged for a title. Or as you know you love to say, they they put the pressure on multiple times. Man, they put the pressure on Leicester in twenty fifteen sixteen and finished third in a two horse race. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I don't necessarily think. I mean, I think it. It's hard to say for me that it, it was a bad decision from Spurs, just because I think I don't know if, if Pochettino had lost the dressing room, but I think he had lost. I think the club had lost him. Um, I don't know how much longer he was going to stay there anyway. Uh, you know, it might have been different had they won that Champions League final. Um, you know, it, it almost felt like it was time towards the end of last season anyway for that for him to move on um, to, to for a new challenge. Um, so, I mean, largely, I don't know if maybe he would even have been around had he finished the season uh, with Tottenham this year, even in a successful season. Um, uh, but, you know, I think it was time for him to move on. I think there's, there's plenty of options for him uh, elsewhere as a manager, whether it be Bayern Munich or... Um, you know, if he goes, maybe he switches uh, loyalties in North London, uh, depending on how long Arsenal keep on uh, keep hold of uh, Unai Emery. I, this, so this feels very much like a reboot, a reboot year. Uh, and I mean, say what you will about Jose Mourinho coming in, I think this, I think this squad, in a way, suits him pretty well. It's always been a solid defensive defensive side um and you know some big midfielders like Eric, i mean you don't see a lot of them anymore because that, like eric dyer hasn't featured for them a lot he's going to be a player that i think will probably play more under Mourinho than under pochettino but it could be an interesting sort of uh uh end of the year and couple seasons for Mourinho in charge who knows how long he's going to stay in charge but it, it, it i i don't necessarily think it was the worst move yeah um and with with Pochettino, like you, like like you had mentioned, it, it's a, almost a complete transformation of the club. Yet the silverware didn't come in, so you it's it's reasonable to be on both ends of the spectrum um, in this situation. I don't think that either end is 
too much of an overreaction um, while saying that, you know, Pochettino was absolutely the guy you could, you could be in the, in the thing, Pochettino, absolutely the guy to bring this uh, club forward and move this club forward, considering the work he's done. And on the opposite, opposite end of the spectrum, you could also say he was here for five years and I understand that, you know, we've had some better finishes under him playing consistent Champions League over the past three, four seasons, but he did not win one piece of silverware. Don't even mention the 2019 Audi Cup. Um, so I'm really... I, I think that Poch and Spurs were a match made in heaven. Um, so... From a Tottenham point of view, I think this was the wrong decision, but I completely, completely understand the club doing this. Yeah, was the it, results. Was it, was it still a match made in heaven this year? I know it's easy to say that when the team is sitting in fourteenth, but they also didn't bring any players in, and maybe had they brought in some players, you know, Tottenham could have gotten some silverware. Um, I don't think them not having silverware is down to only Pochettino I think there's a lot of a lot of different factors in there and also I think it's given that the competition uh, in the Premier League I think it's I, I think it's a lot harder to to win uh, a trophy in England uh, nowadays especially with a team that doesn't have the resources that say Liverpool or Manchester City um, or you know even Chelsea or Arsenal have or United you know um, I just think I think Pochettino was I think he in a way he was ready to go. I think I don't think he was as committed to Tottenham uh, as he maybe he was in recent years. Uh, you know I think it probably would have been better. Probably would have been better for them to move on at the end of last season on a high. I know they lost the Champions League final, but you know it's the one of the biggest moments for them to even make it there. Um, but I yeah I don't think that match made in heaven. It didn't feel as much like that towards the end. Now, uh, I think the the biggest thing for Spurs fans is the fact that uh, you know the board made this decision. Their current chairman is Daniel Levy, and plenty of people have a problem with him. Um, and you could understand that considering that transfer window or that t- two transfer windows where they did not sign a player, um, and we've talked time and time again this season about how the Spurs players that want to go may want to go because they didn't see the investment into the squad from the board that they had expected. They knew that the the manager wanted it, not only because he's saying that to the squad that they want to bring in reinforcements, but he's saying it to the media. Pochettino has been saying it and saying it that they needed to bring in new players, and they did go... It never... Never works. It never works out. Whenever yeah. your manager is complaining about about signings, it's it it, it is always gonna go down a bad place. Yeah, and they did bring in players this summer, but maybe didn't get the reinforcements in the areas they specifically needed. They let Kieran Trippier go to Atletico Madrid. They did not sell Danny Rose. They did not sell Christian Eriksen, who was adamant about going. Um. They didn't sign a right back. Now, the the big thing here is they're paying out 19.6 million pounds to Pochettino and his staff um, 
they're they're paying the the remainder of their contracts. Um, when maybe this summer they could have gotten a transfer fee for him. So you're talking around like you're talking a 30 40 million pound swing. Exactly. And 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 uh past and future guests of the pod Chuck Booth tweeted um it's interesting they could have used that 19 million on signing a right back. Yeah, absolutely. Um so it's it it doesn't add up. Um it almost feels like to me that uh Levy is using just just using Potch as a scapegoat. Because it's easy to get rid of Potch right now, and it's not easy to get rid of... I mean, he's not going to step down himself. He's the longest-serving chairman in the Premier League. Um, but also, if if the choice is between getting rid of a group of players and getting rid of a manager, the manager will go 99.99999% of the time. Yeah, it's just easier. It's an easier transition. Um Sometimes, like new managers, will light the fire under under players that were previously not um, in the best mindset or had the best attitude. Uh, it's always easier. Um, in this case, it it feels particularly like it it could be the wrong move. But I, again, you know, I think we were saying that I, I was adamant that getting rid of Antonio Conte was the wrong move when it happened. But I mean, look where Chelsea are now. Um, they have a, a positive. Uh, positive start of the season with a young manager who has been who played for the club. So, and so like, it's it, things. These things can change. Pochettino could move on, and they can maybe Mourinho is in place for two seasons and then goes elsewhere, and they get someone else, and they get you know that cycle kind of continues for for them. I mean, Mourinho is a Champions League winning manager, so this in in many ways could be viewed as a big step for Tottenham to keep themselves in that sort of um, elite uh, group that, you know, they they're, they were starting to creep in with that Champions League final appearance last year. Yeah, and uh, uh, Mourinho was asked in his press conference, uh, in addition to uh, the way you opened the pod, that question there, he was asked, uh, did losing the Champions League final affect the Spurs squad? And he said, I don't know, I never lost a Champions League final. <laughs> Um, it's so Mourinho. Um, it's it's almost just a dig at his current squad, who he's been in charge of for fifteen minutes, and I love I that. But, yeah. um, you know, the last point on Pochettino leaving. This might just be the sign of the times. This is modern football. If it doesn't matter what you did then, it's only matters what you do now your past does not dictate your future what you're doing right now dictates whether or not you can move forward and spurs made the call um that i must he's gone yeah i must assume that you are pretty relieved that Mourinho is now a tottenham manager because there was talks of him you know potentially he could have if you know arsenal let go of emery he could have he could have been a, a candidate for that position but uh, in this case, you get to still hate Jose Mourinho and probably hate him even more so than than you have. So this will be this will be quite quite an interesting thing to to follow up on. It's the season. it's my least favorite club hiring my least favorite manager. It can only go really really well for me or really really poorly. Hmm. Um. And I, 
I want to touch on that. I'll touch on that quickly before we actually get into the analysis of what Jose Mourinho means for this squad moving forward for the rest of this season um, as far as how far they can move up and then for the future beyond. But boy, oh boy, Jose Mourinho in charge of Tottenham. It's, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It is very it's weird. so, it's so very weird. Um, it's weird to see him holding up the shirt. It's, oh my God. It's weird to see him at training. He, Until he kisses the badge. Oh my God. I, I, I'm very interested and scared, um, for the first North London Derby uh, with oh, Mourinho in charge, because that's also it's also the first edition um, at the new Spurs Stadium. Ooh, okay. So you know that great. That when, when is that? When does it's that take? It's the end of April. Okay, so here's what's gonna, here's what I hope. I, who's I mean, who even is going to be the manager of Arsenal at that point? Is it? Gonna it be it might. I, it's going to be Wenger. I get. It might be Wenger by then. Yeah, they're going to bring Wenger back in. Um, Oh, it's going to be insane. It's, I have So I have Mourinho's Premier League record up. So he has 305 matches, 190 wins, 70 draws, 45 losses. Of course, that is, I mean, was probably, you look at uh, his second stint with Chelsea before he even went to United or probably before his end of the run at United probably a little, looks a little bit better. Um, manager of the, so he's a three-time Premier League champion. We all know this. For manager of the season. He doesn't stop reminding season, us. Yeah, he's been a manager of the season three times. The three times he won the league, he has only been manager of the month three times. He's been manager of the season more, uh, the same amount of times he's been manager of the month. November two thousand four, January two thousand five, March two thousand seven. That's interesting. That makes no. It, sense. it depends on you know the expectations of the club. You know, but yeah, I mean, if you look at Pep, you feel like Pep. I feel like Pep wins. Pep won like the first three, um, two seasons ago when. City were on a tear. It really takes a team like a team with Jose Mourinho in charge. So like a Chelsea team or a United team, they can play four games in a month and win all four. But like if Eddie Howe takes a Bournemouth team and gets a draw away to a big six club, two wins and maybe another draw somewhere in that month, yeah. it's somehow seen you know that he would be the manager of the month in that case. Um, right. Not taking a dig at Eddie Howe, but. The Bourne the squad is yeah, is lesser. It, it might be. It might be. Um, it's also insane to think Mourinho has managed less Premier League games than Mauricio Pochettino. That's wild. Pochettino sixty for Southampton, two hundred and ninety three for Tottenham. So, Mourinho managed three hundred and five overall. Uh, How many? Uh, that, is that right? That can't be. Pochettino with Spurs. You want to know Pochettino's record with Spurs? Yeah. 293 games. Uh, you know, this is probably... So I'm just looking at Premier League right now for Pochettino. I'm looking at his entire career. So that's probably what it is. Okay. Um, but overall, 293 games played or managed. 159 wins, 62 draws, 72 losses. It's a 54.3 win percentage. It it really doesn't seem right, but I can I'm looking at that same page as you on the Premier League website where Jose Mourinho only three hundred and five matches. That seems wild to me. It seems weird that I hate him that much, uh, for the the small amount of 
Premier League games that he's actually been in charge of. Um, sure. But yeah. so <laughs> looking ahead for Tottenham, they've got two. Eh. It, is, it is 256 uh, games, uh, Premier League games for Pochettino. Okay. They, um, so this Saturday, we get the early kickoff, London Derby, a home match for West Ham. That's Mourinho's first match in charge with Spurs. They do go, uh, they do host Bournemouth next. Then they go on a Wednesday away to Manchester United. Already. His third match in charge of his new club is away at his old club. Love that. And then uh, an early Christmas present, December 22nd, Spurs-Chelsea. Um, how do you see things going for it? Because I, I, I ran a Twitter poll, and it was resounding whether or not people thought Spurs would end up in the top four. Well, there's, I mean, if you look at the top four right now. There, there, I think that was an easy question. I don't, I think that question doesn't necessarily um, answer the question on how people think he's going to do. Because I think they are, I mean, right now they are, what, they are, I mean, they're, they're 11 points out, but like there is a, such a gap in between fourth and fifth. We'll have to see how he starts the season off, because um, I guess he, he, they are only three points uh, out of fifth place right now, so, but it is a tall mountain to climb. I, I said no. I don't think they're going to finish top four, uh, maybe next season, but this season is more, I think, about regrouping and just kind of figuring out what the future of this club is going to look like. Because obviously they have to play a different... They're playing Mourinho style now. So it's not going to be like Pochettino um, in any way. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I think... I'm I'm weirdly excited for to see how this how this goes. Um, it's you know, I, it's I, like I, a spectacle. It really is like... How the fuck did this guy end up where he ended up. I know, I know. You know, all right, he already had the London club, won two titles, or won uh, three titles with Chelsea. Um, then he went to Manchester. We saw how that went, and now he's back in London with a with a Chelsea rival um, who's in a in a tough spot right now. Um, yeah, I'm, and I mean, they're, they're in a very good place in... Um, in the Champions League, they're you know they're going to qualify for the Champions League. It'll be interesting to see if you know have have Bayern hired their successor yet? They the next manager. they have not. I believe they still have an interim uh, manager okay. at this point, what? which I I'm genuinely good. cannot tell you who that is. Yeah, um, Ricky Ricky Munich. Um, what I would love to see because it'd be I mean I don't know they. They're in the same group as Tottenham. I don't know if they've played both their games in the group. It'd be amazing to see. Um, no, they see December eleventh. They play on match day six. Could, dude, could you imagine Pochettino? Pochettino. Uh, yeah, I mean Pochettino just Spurs. murdering Spurs after Bayern beat them seven two. I know. Oh. It'd be absolute. That'd be an absolutely insane fixture. They have this this types. A little over two weeks to, to get this done. Get it done, Byron. <laughs> this type of drama is why I cannot understand why why there are people in the world that exist. Not that just don't watch football, but there's people that like sports and they don't they don't watch football on any 
on any scale, whether it's you know in their home country or international or the or the Premier League, which I can't get enough of. It blows my mind that people are like, I love this, I love sports, but I can't get into this. This is this is perfect drama. Yes. Inject it into my fucking veins, even though I hate Mourinho. Well, you hate sports too. You say it. Constantly. Oh my god, sports are the fucking worst. Part of my French, part of my French, part of my French, but like. Come on, man. Like, this is it. So, give me a projection. Where do Spurs finish? Because you said they are 11 points off of top four. They're only three points off of fifth. Right. Which is Sheffield United. Mm -hmm. I think Tottenham... And remember, there's 26 games still to be played. I think Tottenham will finish in seventh. I take I like that. That's uh, a little bit lower than your original projection for the season of first place. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I was all in. I was all in on Spurs. You know they had done. I I thought they would ride that Champions League run a little bit more, be motivated to to really go for something this year, and it just it has not gone that way. Of course. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say Spurs finish eighth. Eighth. Okay. The yeah, reason I, I say that, the reason I say eighth instead of seventh, is because seventh to me feels too obvious. At this point, I see Leicester finishing in the top six, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that would really leave, you know, they. I, a big six club has to get knocked out. Spurs right now are the obvious choice. I don't. I feel like someone's gonna. I feel like someone else un, unexpected will finish in front of them, and I will make no predictions as to who that will be, due to the fear of being wrong. Um. So, Jared, this is uh, an unplanned way to end the show. Okay. But. Um, we are going to do a special edition of Nick's Betting Bonanza. Yes, a special edition of Nick's Betting Bonanza. Now, let's do this the right way. We're going to have you start it off. Uh, 7.30 kickoff. Spurs-West Ham. What's the result? Uh, it's going to be Spurs-Win. Spurs-Win. Spurs are getting a first win under new manager Jose Mourinho. So I've just spoken it out of existence because I don't think we've had a correct first guess. We have, but you not have. when Nick has not been doing it. Okay. But also, now that we attached, attached Nick's name to it, it makes it a little bit tough. Sure. Um. All right, so... The first 10 o'clock match I'm going to go for is uh, Wolves and Bournemouth. Eighth place Wolves, ninth place Bournemouth, both on 16 points, only separated by goal difference. It screams draw, which is why I'm going with a Bournemouth home win. Bournemouth home win. Anytime a match screams draw, a team someone wins like 4-0. So it may not be Bournemouth that does so, but that's who I'm taking. All right, Jer. Uh, 
Give us the Arsenal Southampton uh, prediction. Thank God I'm not doing that one. Oh, oh my gosh! Do they have to play? Does this game apparently? I don't know. It it feels like it's against the rules for them to cancel it, but these teams are both doing poorly. Uh, This is at the Emirates. It is at the Emirates. Yes. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Arsenal win. Arsenal win. All right. Um. All right, so where does that take me? I like the confidence picking both Spurs and Arsenal to win. Um, feels like that hasn't happened at all this season. Yeah, um, but I'm going to take the Brighton-Leicester uh, fixture. Oh, sure, yeah, pick the hard one. I don't know, man. This one might be tricky. Coming back from international break, where Leicester surely have more players that are away, so Brighton have more of a chance to prepare. And it looks like, and it looks like Leicester are, you know, it's setting up for Leicester to kind of take a, a, a hold on to second place with Chelsea going away to City. Could they slip up? Draw. Draw. Very fun. What do I have? Watford, Burnley, Crystal Palace, Liverpool. What do you want me to do? You have Norwich. You're really going. You're really going the big clubs. I'm taking the shitty games. You've got Crystal Palace and Liverpool. Okay, and this is at Crystal Palace. International break, Liverpool coming off a huge... I think this is actually probably better that they had the international break. I'm going to go Liverpool. Had it been uh, the game that com- that straight up followed Manchester City, I might pick some drop points for Liverpool. But I'm going to go Liverpool to get the win against Crystal Palace as Crystal Palace continue to come down to earth. All right, Jared picks the Liverpudlians. All right, Everton-Norwich for me. These next two games are really not uh, exciting. Yeah, Everton, Norwich, and Arsenal, Southampton should be games that have never, have never been played. They yeah. never played those games. Those, yeah. Like, why? <laughs> Just give both teams negative five points for existing and move on to the next week. Yeah. Everton, Norwich. Norwich, I'm not going to lie. I feel like Norwich are never going to win. Norwich are fucking bad. <laughs> I feel like they are like, never going to win ever again. But again, we're giving too much expectation to an Everton team, which is where they thrive in losing. They so. beat City. Norwich are bottom. They beat City and since then have picked up one point, and that was a nil-nil draw. That was away to Bournemouth. Oh, boy. Who the fuck had to watch that game? I don't oh know. my I Bournemouth to beat Wolves. God, I'm going to take Everton in this one because my hands are tied. Yeah, your hands are Yeah, there's no other way. All right. Watford Burnley. Watford Burnley, my friend. This game sucks too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't I'm gonna say go it was good. I, I'm going to go draw. I'm also going to say I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> draw just so we can move on to the next one. Yeah, All right. I don't even care about thinking about it. Just go. All right. I'm going to take Man City Chelsea here at the Etihad. Chelsea uh, looking good. They're ahead of City, but. Technically. Technically, yeah. they are better than City. Yeah. Even though City's, City are a point behind, but their goal difference is 12 better. Um, yeah. I I have to take Man City here. They can't lose two in a row. No. I, I think they're going to be too much for Chelsea. Had this match uh, been at Stamford Bridge, I would have picked Chelsea. I get to watch... Ugh, I get to watch Man City-Chelsea at the same time that I get to watch Penn State-Ohio State. It could be a rough morning. Uh, rough morning. And that's Penn State, Ohio State. Where is that being played? 
at the Etihad. Oh, no, it's, it's that's a- going to be interesting. <laughs> it is It is in Columbus. That's going to be even more wild than the fucking band being on the field. Yeah. It's uh, like... <laughs> Chase Young with a screamer. Aguero! Touchdown, Ohio State! Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it's going to be at Ohio State in the friggin' toilet. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Jared, Sunday, one game, Sheffield United, Man United, do United win away from home, or do United win at home? See what I did there? Uh, no. They, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be a, uh, <laughs> well, well, it's, <laughs> I'm going draw again. Oh, Jesus. I can't pick that one. I can't. <laughs> draw next. <laughs> draw next, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, at least it's not a Friday game. You got a Monday game, which actually, I feel like Monday games are even worse. Yeah, they're terrible. 13th uh, place Newcastle is traveling to 17th place Aston Villa. Oh my God, this is the worst week of football I've ever seen. This is why we adore football. Come on, Jose Mourinho's back. That's what. That's why they did this. We needed excitement. The Premier League was like, uh, we do have a, we do have a. A three versus four matchup. The FA was like, listen, I know we got this big matchup coming, but we need something else. Because Everton played Norwich this week, guys. And Spurs was like, oh my god, we will not let that be news. Um, Aston Villa, Newcastle. Newcastle have been so good that I think they're going to be bad. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Aston Villa. This 10-team parlay... Um, with $1 being placed, I would win $1,479.89, which Jared, of course, I will, uh, if you're willing to put up the 50 cents, I'm willing to, uh, split the winnings on this since you picked some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I, I will. I if will. you don't Venmo me 50 cents, how about if I win, when I Venmo you the winnings, I just Venmo you 50 cents less. That works. <laughs> Really just save us the time. All right. The bet has been placed. How much do we win? Uh, close to $1,500 for a $1 bet. That'd be nice. That'd be very nice. Be very nice. All right. Well, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Footy Adu. At Footy Adu on Twitter and Instagram. It's really, really doing well here. I feel like this outro is the Everton and Norwich of outros. Um mm-hmm. Sure like, is. rate, review, subscribe our podcast on whatever platform you listen on. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Um, and, of course, Anchor as our host site. Um, that will allow us to be seen and heard by more listeners. And, Jared, as always, pardon our French.